Welcome to the Thrive Vineyard Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Molly Kiefer. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit thrivevineyard.com. This week, Kevin and I um, were driving somewhere in the car together, and he um, flipped the radio to 93.9, and he said, we just have to see. We just have to see what's going to happen. And of course, we flipped that thing on, and it is holly jolly Christmas, right? And all its peppy, jungly glory. And we both looked at each other, and we're like, it's too early. Like, we just can't. It's too early. And I don't know about you guys, but I feel like the debate is like getting heated up about when this Christmas season officially starts, right? Because my goodness, Christmas is hitting the shelves earlier and earlier out there, isn't it? And I think it's hitting the shelves out there pretty early, but does that mean it hits my shelves early? And so I have an experiment this year because we are traditionally, like we wait until after Thanksgiving when we can get to it for the Christmas decorating. And so sometimes that's like, you know, not Black Friday. Sometimes that is like a week or two into December that that stuff gets pulled out of our basement and onto our shelves. But I'm starting something um, new this year, I'm going to try this transition of greenery with my pumpkins. So I'm kind of doing like this, like this transition. I'm going to go greenery with the pumpkins until Thanksgiving and then take the pumpkins down in level 10 Christmas. That's what I'm going to try. I'll let you know how it goes. I just felt like that was like a nice little balance, you know, like ease our way in, step our way in. So it might be too early for the songs and the stockings. But it is not too early for some Christmas planning, some Christmas planning. And that's what I want to do with you guys today. And I want to do this because um, I feel like if I can help you get ahead of the Christmas season with the actual message of Jesus, that if we can get ahead of what the, uh, the world is preaching to us, if we can get ahead of any influencer Anything, any other um, message, any marketing that might try to sway us or convince us of what to do with our lives this Christmas season, that that would be the best I could do for you is to get there first, to get there first. And what I want to do is look at the message, the gospel message for this season before any other message can push us into a way of life that that would be counter to the gospel message for us this Christmas season. Because I want our lives to preach the gospel message of Jesus this Christmas season. So I want to kind of realign, realign ourselves to the gospel message of Christmas right now, right way before, well before Thanksgiving. I get it. I recognize we're way before Advent even starts for the church, but I want to do it first. I want to get there first. And so um, Advent is actually this, um, this preparation of the birth of Jesus, isn't it? It's this whole idea of being purposeful and planning and getting ahead of December 25th. And so as we prepare... As we start planning, I want us to look at, remind ourselves again, this message. Why did Jesus come? Why was he born into this world? What does he have to say about this, this gospel message? If we were going to sum it up, why he came. And one of my favorite, most concise, most generous versions of the gospel message, it comes from the mouth of Jesus in John 10, 10. And this is what Jesus says. He says this, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. 
I have come, that they might have life and and have it to the full. Or we can try the amplified version. I came, this is Jesus, that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Or more recently, Eugene Peterson said, I came so that they can have real and eternal life, more and better life than they ever dreamed of. So why did Jesus come? He boils it down for us. Why did he come? I came that you would have an abundance of life, better than you could ever even dream of for yourself. And Jesus said this, and when he said this, he wasn't talking about eternity, just eternity. He wasn't talking about heaven. One day, way down the road, right? He wasn't talking about one day, where it's more a more reasonable time for you, maybe an easier time of life. He wasn't just talking about January 5th when your tree is at the curb, right? And uh, everything is is put back in its place and bubble wrapped for next year. And, and uh, you're coming down from your sugar crash and you've paid off, you know, hopefully your credit card bill for the season. He's not talking about way down there, right down there, right? He's talking about now. Now, I came from the Father to you in this broken life. I came for you to experience the fullness of life as God intends to restore back to you the dream in God's heart, what he created in the garden for this this, uh, life of overflowing goodness in the presence of God. Full life, full life. That's the gospel message in a nutshell, right there. And here's the beautiful thing. It is good news in every season, including the Christmas season right in front of you, 2022, right in front of you. And so what I want to do is I want to, um, for us to just drill down then what is life to the full in this Christmas season that, that you're like kind of starting to stare down on your calendar here. How do you live out the gospel in this upcoming season? And we're going to get practical and we're going to get specific and we're going to do this together. And I want to start with an activity. I want you to imagine with me that it's December 28th and you've done all your family parties and even your in-laws, right? The celebration that comes, whatever, the 26th, the 27th, you're home from all of that. It's all behind you. What would it take to feel satisfied? What what would, what would, what would you want uh, to say had happened? What would it take for you to feel content to feel peaceful about the Christmas season that you had this year. If someone was going to ask you, how was your, how was your holiday? How was your Christmas? For you to say, it was great. Why was it great? What happened? What happened? And so what we're going to do is we're going to take some, some minutes, uh, moments here. You guys have bullets in front of you and I want you to write down what happened that made it so great. And I, first of all, I want you to be realistic. I don't think any of us are going to be on Oprah. We're just not. We're not going to be in the audience getting her favorite things this year, right? Let's be realistic. And I want, I want to let the Holy Spirit kind of guide you into this because I know for sure he is ahead of you, inviting you into some things this Christmas season. He's already in the middle of it, preparing it for you. And so some examples would be maybe you had uh, um, this family time. You enjoyed some family time around a meal that was just like this extravagant meal. It was like all the best food that you could ever imagine. Maybe it was an opportunity for you to bless someone 
in need because that for you was like, that was a great Christmas. I got to give a, a gift to, uh, to someone needy and, you know, someone got highlighted in my neighborhood or something like that. Maybe for you, it, it means that you decorated, you made this beautiful atmosphere in your family room and people got to sit in there and like, look at the lights and smell your candles, right? Like maybe for you, that is like, that was a great thing that I could do. Maybe it's part of, for some of you, you just, you're like, you know, I just, I need some, some peace in an anxious situation with someone. That would be great if I could maintain some peace there. All right, did I give you some examples, enough examples? Bullet, people. Let's go. Write some bullets down. I'm going to give you a minute or two. All right. Awesome. You can keep thinking about that. You can fill them in. We're going to keep working on this. We're going to drill this thing down. But you just came up with a vision of the gospel of Jesus in this Christmas season. Life to the full for you. I'm sorry, I'm fiddling with my microphone. Life to the full. You have that vision in front of you. What could be a great Christmas, right? And so what I want you to do now is flip this handout over. There's a a side B to this thing. And what we're going to do is I want to drill down a little bit because I want to make sure that we covered all the dimensions of what I would say would be in the gospel of of Christmas. Remember, we're aiming for full life. And so I want to suggest that there are three must-haves that we need to make sure that are a part of our planning and our preparation for this Christmas. So we're going to go with, it's going to be a 3D Christmas. All the dimensions, right? Flat. We we don't want flat, we want full. We want full Christmas, right? So 3D Christmas. So I'm going to give you three Ds. And the first header there, I want you to write down deep connection. Deep connection. Deep connection. Full life that Jesus offered comes through community and authentic deep connection. Look what um, Paul writes in Romans 12, 5. So in Christ, we, though many, form one body and each member belongs to all the others. It's like, this is your life in Jesus. It's like a body interconnected parts close together, working together in connection with each other or first Peter two, nine, but you are a chosen people, a Royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. I read this and what comes through is that the gospel is a group message. It's actually a group message. The fullness of our experience of, of, of what God designed for us in life in him can only happen in community, in connection, to have the fullness of that, right? That God calls us, actually calls us sons and daughters, that he's a father and we are sons and daughters. Well, guess what, guys? Sons and daughters live with brothers and sisters, don't they? That's just like, it's wrapped up in the design of how he wants to relate to us as father is that we are sons and daughters living with brothers and sisters, which means we know our identity only of sons and daughters in context of family system, in context of connection with each other before the father, that we get to know the fullness of the father's nature from living with and connecting with each other. I get to see a side of God from his expression, his display of glory in your life, right? I, I get to see uh, the, what intercession looks like in Wendy, in Wendy and Julie. I get to see you know, what faith looks like in some of you. I get to see passion from some of your lives. I get to see that, that bit of God on display through you as I'm connecting to you. We need to live in close proximity to each other. In, in fact, God himself exists in community, doesn't he? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. 
And as these, as the three parts of God, I think, long for each other and long to honor each other and long to be um, just integrated into each other. In the same way, the human heart aches for community. It does. God placed in us a longing that can only be filled in close connection with each other. It's part of his design. It's part of the way he made it to work. So I hope that we can look at our bullets and we can make sure that there are at least, you know, one or two in there that we could put in this category, this D of deep connection. Maybe again, it's like, uh, uh, you know, just getting coffee with someone and catching up on the last season. Maybe it's something like, like a lot of it for me revolves around a meal, but we always take, we always take a really long time and we have one big, huge turkey dinner and we always just sit around and we purposefully have to let the dishes pile up in the sink, right? So that we can linger around the table and we make this time where we can have conversations and we can be together and we can see what God is doing between us. So do you have a few bullets around deep connection? Can you put them then, can you put them there? The ones you came up with or add something else to it under that first header. Where, what, take those ones from that first page and put it there. And as you're moving them over, I want you to think about an I will statement. So here's my example. For me, I have to lean into this. And my I will statement is that I will be sensitive to lingering around the table moments. So a big statement. But for me, honestly, guys, my knee jerk is to get up and move on to the next thing. I just noticed this the other day. Aiden came home for a meal and um, we had a meal around the table. And then he and Kevin are still talking. And I'm up with my gloves on at the sink, washing the dishes, trying to like, you know, yell over into the meaningful conversation. You can't do it from the sink, right? I can't do it from the sink. And I, because I'm aware of this tendency, but my desire for deep connection, I took off the gloves and I'm like, sit at the table and linger, right? So I have to come up with an, I have to be sensitive to like, when is the window open for that moment where I can stop being efficient and multitasking and sit and linger? So can you write out an I will statement, a plan for this bullet, this deep connection? I'm going to give you a second or two to do that. Okay. What's the first dimension of full life at Christmas? Deep connection. All right. That's our first D. Let's move on to our second D. And this one is delight. Delight. So at Jesus's birth, his birth announcement and Luke 2.10 says this, the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. So fullness of life means joining in the joy of the good news of the gospel. It means joining in. I love this. Like Jesus, like this is it. My birth is going to cause great joy of all the things God could pick. He's like great joy. I want my people, all people to know great joy. Like this is something that God, again, was really important to him. He designed for us to experience on this earth, great joy, great joy. So I want us to think about this. I want us to, to, to know great joy personally 
in this season, in our life. Because the truth is, guys, we are surrounded by the goodness of God, the love of God. We are surrounded by comfort. We're surrounded by things that would cause great joy in our lives. And they would serve us. They would serve our lives as strength, as God designed them to be. Because because God gives us joy as strength. We know that from the scripture, right? So here's the deal. I believe that we're surrounded by things that are going to bring us joy. They're almost like delivered to our doorstep, but we have to bring them into the house of our lives. We have to recognize them as a delivery from from a good God who wants us to have an experience rejoicing and joy in this season. I want us to take it into our strength as, as, um, as that's, that's sorry, take it into our soul as strength that it is. So fullness of life this Christmas season means that we need to where's Waldo joy. You guys remember the where's Waldo books, right? The, the thin guy with the red and white striped shirt and the glasses and the hat, right? So our lives are like this. They are, uh, we have pages of our life. And on every page of our life, I believe that God has hidden a, a where's Waldo. He's hidden joy all over moments of our lives all over. And our job is to hunt down Waldo, the hunt down the joy to discover it and bring it on in to our lives and take it in as God intended the good that it intended to be in our lives. Um, and so this is what I want us to do. I want us to take those moments, the peppermint mocha, who is with me? Like the pep, the joy of a peppermint Kevin's with me, peppermint mocha. The other day I was working at my table and like the sun was coming in. I had my candles going and like right there, I'm like, oh, right here in this, the warmth of the sun, even though, you know, it is cold outside, outside those doors, it's cold. The joy of just the warmth of the sun. Have you ever been moved by like a beautiful song? You know, the joy from those things, watching someone open a gift that you just like, it just like thrilled you to buy for this person. All these guys purposefully given by your good father, the father of lights into your day. So our, our part is simply to take it in as a strength that was designed to be. So can you make sure that you have created joyful experiences, times of celebration dreamed up by God and to not neglect his purpose in it? All right. So do you have a few bullets that would go under the delight header that you can pop down here. Do you have a few bullets that you can pop in there? And then a few I will statements. Maybe you need to just craft joyful experiences for yourself. That's okay. That's a good thing, guys. God wants you to enjoy. He wants you to rejoice. So take a second and write those things down. How's our planning? Are we, are we doing good? Are we excited about our planning? Okay. All right, our second D then is delight. Move it on to our last D, and it is this dynamic impact. Dynamic impact. Full life is a dynamically impactful life. I believe our lives are like the the pond, the stone in the pond where you have the ripple effect that uh, uh, our actions, the things we do, the things we say, our little lives are like that ripple effect in the pond. And they, they continue out way beyond our 80 whatever years here on this earth that we were designed to be uh, multipliers, right? In the design of the garden, this was this was the mandate, be fruitful and multiply. And that has never changed. God never changed the mandate. He says, I'm going to give you my kingdom and my kingdom is always multiplying. 
It's always expanding like the mustard seed, right? This was how God wanted us to, to, uh, to live out our lives on this earth. That it's the Emmanuel impact. Jesus given to you to move through you to reach the world. It's just part of how he made us. And honestly, guys, I do believe that we will never be fully satisfied. We'll never really experience life, abundant life, unless we're, we see this place of impact coming through us, the purpose of impact coming through us. And so I want us to look for the reality that God is bringing healing, restoration, deliverance, freedom of his kingdom to those around us, even at this time, that we are all like Esther, who was appointed to the palace for a specific time. It was an appointment for a specific time. And I believe that you too, in your life, God has appointed you in your life. Like Esther didn't want to be there. She didn't pick the palace. That wasn't her idea of a good life, right? And in the same time, in that moment, she became aware of why she was there. She had this opportunity in front of her to bring the kingdom, to bring deliverance and relief of the kingdom to an entire group of people. In the same way, all across your life where God has appointed you, the school he put you, the family he put you in, the the workplace, the boss you have, all of those places are appointments. And the same mission and the same call and the same invitation that was on Esther is on you. It is the same exact nature of how God wants to move through you. Freedom, deliverance, restoration. He wants to reverse wrongs through your life where he has put you. Yes, even in the Christmas season. Yes, even now, even then. So I want us to look at this and I want us to know free, full life, full life of God means that we, uh, that his kingdom moves through us and we're both listening to God and his plans and what he wants to do as we listen to people. And so maybe for some of us, we need to think about how am I going to have dynamic impact in this season? Am I going to, uh, again, am I going to see a need, see someone needy, maybe see someone who's just without in this season and I'm going to provide something financial, you know, a financial blessing for them, a gift for them. Maybe it's being aware of, um, again, places, people around you that need healing and go, you know what, I'm going to look for those and I'm going to step in with bold prayers. I'm just going to come with, with faith and bold prayer and reach for the kingdom and see what God would do. Maybe for some of us, we need to, to offer forgiveness. We need to release a, from a debt to a family member. And we just need to, to like let mercy flow through us, that mercy of God flow through us into their lives. So look at your bullets. Is there a place for deep impact, dynamic impact? Generosity, forgiveness, healing. Would you look there? And if you don't have anything, would you, would you be bold enough to place something? I'm going to pray for this person that I know is, is struggling. It's going to require a lot of faith, but I'm going to pray for them with them, you know, I'm going to offer prayer. Think about that. Where is the kingdom moving around you in this Christmas season? And then come up with an I will statement. I'll step in in this area. I'll step in with faith. I'll step in with something that's beyond me to see heaven fill it in. Rush on in. Fill it in. An I will statement. How are we doing? All right, three dimensions for a three-dimensional full-life Christmas this year. We've got number one, number two, and number three. These are the things that we are looking to say yes to in this Christmas season in front of us. And every day, I believe every day is an opportunity to say yes to full life, yes to the gospel message that will draw us closer to experience the reason Jesus came 
advent, to bring us close to the goal of his birth, and to say yes to these things means that we're going to have to say no to some other things. Because Christmas season is like a buffet, and it all looks so good. It looks so, so good. So Kevin and I went to Cancun um, for our 25th anniversary a few months ago, and one of the best parts of an all-inclusive resort are the restaurants and all the choices. And uh, Kevin, really his priority for a meal is the atmosphere. He loves, like, the atmosphere of a place is, like, key to him. It, like, really makes or breaks a meal. And so we found this little outdoor cafe, and um, we would eat breakfast there every day. And it had... um, this, like, it was right on this courtyard, and we would sit right on the out, he had the, one at the same table every day, right on the outskirts, so we could be right under the tropical trees. And there was this koi pond that was bubbling right next to us. And um, he would order some sort of Mexican breakfast, something with a chimichurri sauce and some refried beans and uh, avocado slices. And he would order a Mexican breakfast, and I would order an iced tea. And he would eat his Mexican breakfast, and I would sip my iced tea, and we would talk about what we were going to do that day, and how nice the weather was, and all kinds of things. And when he was done, we would walk out of that little sweet cafe, and he would take me to the buffet, right (laughs) to the buffet. I texted someone, I'm like, is it okay that we're doing two breakfasts? And he would take me to the buffet, and I would stand in front of this buffet, and and look at it in all of its splendor. And there was like this smoothie bar section and you turn around and there's like a wall of like pastries and breads of every sort. And then you move on and there is a guy standing back there wanting to make made to order omelets and all the toppings are in front of you. And right next to that are the, was a French toast and the pancakes with every sauce and every topping you could imagine. And then there's all the hot vegetables and all these hot dishes and then like rows of like fresh vegetables. Am I making you hungry? Vegetables and fruit, parfaits. And I would stand in front of this buffet and I would like breathe it all in. And I would watch the smiling face of the server who's like, want me to make you an omelet? Want me to make it, you know, and the steam rising up. And I would stand in front of it and I would just take it all in. And there were so many choices and there were so many options and I wanted it all. <laughs> I wanted it all. It's all out in front of my eyes, right? I could see it all there. And the truth is, I know I can't eat it all. It won't fit. It won't fit in. And if I tried, I would spend the rest of the day in my bed in agony instead of by the pool, right? And so I had to make decisions. I had to make some decisions. So while Jesus preaches the gospel that promises full, I believe the world is preaching another gospel that offers more, more, more and more and more. And this is the other gospel that is preached at Christmas, is it not? This, this, instead of full, you can sum it up with one word, more. I offer you more. And there's a promise attached to my offer too, right? And I want us to think for a second about the more that the world is preaching at you this Christmas season because there are endless options in front of our eyes, right? We see the reels and the TikToks, and we see um, how great Chris Kindle market looks and all the things that I want to buy and have and make so many great ideas out there. The options are endless, you guys. And like the buffet, I don't know about you, but I don't want to miss anything. I want it all. I really do. I want it all. They all feel like they're just within reach. 
And here's the, the, the sad part of this is that our desires, we want it all. Our desires are infinite, but we are limited in our capacity, just like our stomach size. We are limited in our capacity, our attention, our money, our time, our energy. And when we overstretch and overconsume and overwork and we want to eat it all, we get sick and our sickness surfaces like hurry and like uh, anxiety or frustration or a bad case of the crabbies, you know, or, or anger, or I, I don't know what else debt, maybe for some of you, fatigue, resentment, regret. That's how it surfaces in our lives and the gospel of the world for more will keep us from the gospel of Jesus for full. It will. It will keep us. And so we need to make some decisions. There's your fourth D because it's the season of giving, right? So I'm just, let's do four. So what I want us to do is to stand outside of the pull for more and the infinite desire and just hold it in our hand and just say, yeah, it will be there. It will be there. But if I want a great Christmas, if I want the full that Jesus offers, I will not be able to buy everything, have everything, experience everything, bake everything, say yes to everything. So will I be okay with some unfulfilled desires? That's what I had to drill down to in my heart. Will I be okay to to let it go, to let that desire just be unfulfilled this year? Will I be okay with that? My house may not always feel organized. I may not have to, you know, I, I may have to leave some projects behind. I may choose to spend less time shopping. I may not accomplish certain things that I want to accomplish this season, but I could have time for prayer. I could have time to see my kids and, and what they're dealing with and what's going on in their hearts. I could have time to write a card with God's heart beating in my chest, with words of life that I could offer from him. I could have time to take in the love of God in deeper and more impactful ways. I could have the relief that comes ahead of time for knowing I'm going to get an A plus on the test this year. I'm going to do it. I'm going to pass with flying colors. I could have that. I could know that I spent my money with purpose and that I'm not running into January with some guilt and regret and some debt, right? I could feel the joy that came through my life and I could have strength to offer it to someone else. Wouldn't a full Christmas be a great Christmas, guys? And I just want to pray for Holy Spirit wisdom on your plans. All right, so why don't we just welcome him to come and first and foremost, God, we recognize just the extravagance that you sent Jesus, that we would have full life, life to the abundant and overflowing life, a life better than we dreamed of. And so I ask that you would continue as we go today, continue to expand the vision for what that looks like in our skin, in our flesh, in our home address. What does that look like for us? We offer that vision to you. That that's what we want this Christmas more than anything. Your ways. 
your ways for full life, God. And so we want to live as just surrendered people to the things that we think we need to put into our lives, the things that we think will satisfy. And we want to just lay them down for you to write across our lives the story of full life this Christmas. God, I thank you for all the ways that you want us as a people and these ones in front of us. I just bless you guys to know deep connection with people this Christmas. Meaningful connection. Connection that draws you to the Father. Connection that helps you see God in his glory in new ways from new perspectives. I bless you to know the joy of the Lord that is your strength. Delight in the things, the good gifts that God has given. And I bless you to know dynamic impact this Christmas, to see heaven move through your life, to know what that, that feels like, to have the satisfaction of his love coming through you, his power flowing through you, things being transformed around you that were impossible, impossible to see. I bless these plans that you've put on paper your I will statements, the things that you're leaning into. And Holy Spirit, we recognize you're the source. You're our reminder. You're our ability. You're working all things for our good. You're working all things for our good. So rest in your work this season. 